Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. You know, there's something wrong because I'm starting to feel good, and I really get worried when I start to feel good. Now, why am I feeling good? Not because I was right from the beginning, forget about me for the moment. It's because I realized that they were wrong from the beginning. I realized this is the greatest public health blunder in world history. You heard me right. Now, before you jump to conclusions and say that a buffoon on the radio who's been saying something similar was right all along, slow down. The buffoon was all wrong. The buffoon said it was only like a flu. The buffoon was wrong. This, this one kills. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying what the buffoon said because he's an uneducated man who tried his best. And I recognize that the whole is greater than the sum of its parts, as Aristotle, Aristotle taught us. But we're slowly coming to understand that this epidemic in some ways is no different than others. How? COVID is clustered in highly dense population centers. Notice I said clustered. As have all epidemics that have been clustered in world history which I have studied since graduate school. Yet the demonic and power-mad petty bureaucrats, mainly those inside the NIH and CDC, which I have called for the firing since 2015. I'll play a clip with me and Donald Trump when he was on my show in 2015 where I told him to clean out the NIH and the CDC. I told him what they were. But it also includes governors of entire states who have made all of us suffer. It made no sense to close down all of New York State when everyone knows the disease is and was clustered in New York City. Likewise, in California, the disease is clustered in Los Angeles and other major urban centers, yet the governor closed down the entire state. This is an example of public health affirmative action. Either they did this knowingly or unknowingly. Knowingly, meaning they did it because they didn't want to be seen as discriminating or racist to the largely minority communities in the urban centers. Or worse yet, they're so ignorant of the actual facts of this epidemic that in a panic, the governors locked down entire states, imprisoning entire populations. But who will pay for this blunder? Why are these officials not forced to answer for their crimes? I have been calling for selective quarantines all the way back to January or February. Now we see that the mindless, uneducated, power-mad bureaucrats, especially that Fauci character, are suddenly saying they're going to do selective reopenings. Selective reopenings. Rolling reopenings. Had they listened to Michael Savage, a PhD epidemiologist, right from the beginning, this nation would not have lost its constitution and its economy. Yes, it's the greatest public health blunder in world history. The greatest public health blunder in world history. But will these governors pay for their blunder? Well, let's go look at my tweets over the last, since Friday. You know, Friday had a great show right here on the radio where I said Fauci goes full Nazi. I'm sorry that Donald Trump didn't uh, retweet me. He retweeted some unknown person. Uh, Dr. Shiva joined me on the coronavirus talk. We all agree. All of the most intelligent people on earth who I know, and I know some of them, and I read some of them, have all been saying the same thing. By the way, the most intelligent people on this planet recognize that I, as the godfather of selective quarantine, was right all along. I'm not saying I deserve a Nobel Prize because I won't get it. It's irrelevant anyway. But nations and states are beginning to follow this rolling reopening plan that I laid out over a month ago. I then said on April 11th, China owes reparations. I looked it up. The Vietnam War cost us about $1 trillion in today's dollars. This blunder will cost the United States 3 to $5 trillion. And I say it's time for reparations now. I looked up World War II. It cost this nation $4.1 trillion in today's dollars. About what the Wuhan virus will cost America. China reparations now. Twitter will not permit this hashtag. Only juvenile or celebrity trivia is permitted to be hashtagged on uh, Twitter. 
juvenile or celebrity trivia only. But here we go. We do the best we can trying to save America one show at a time. On April 12th, I said shoes can carry viruses. I quoted an article. I was the lone voice on this for months. The idiots at the CDC just learned this. President Trump, I said, CDC idiots are not helping you. They are dumb careerists, deep staters. That was on April 12th. I then tweeted this on uh, the, um, I don't know what date, 16 hours ago. America awakening to understanding we have been hoodwinked. Epidemic here largely concentrated in sanctuary cities. Now, those of you who don't want to hear the whole sentences of what I say, listen to what I just said. Epidemic largely concentrated in sanctuary cities. Not solely concentrated in sanctuary cities. Precise language is important. Leftists now covering their tracks and misinfo campaigns, claiming now it's racism, that epidemic largely confined to sanctuary in the cities. So listen carefully. Now, those of you who don't understand the whole picture or want to make believe I don't know what I'm talking about are saying, but wait a minute, Savage, we are seeing this epidemic in nursing homes outside of sanctuary cities. Yes, you are. Have you figured out who works largely in the nursing homes? It's, it's largely people who live in cities. The poorer people commute out to these nursing homes. I'm sorry to tell you the reality of what this is about. I have studied epidemics for a very long time. I am not new to the study of epidemics. I've studied them for a long time. And certain things are universal. And as I said in my monologue, I'll repeat it again. This epidemic is in some ways no different than others. It is clustered largely in highly dense population centers, as have all epidemics have been as all epidemics have been clustered in world history, largely in dense urban centers. It was true during the Black Plague, and it's true. It's true now. That's the reality of it. Now, if you go back to the basic epidemiology and public health years, actually today, if you look at the um, multiple choice questions and answers that people had to take to get an MP, an MBA or something, MPA, Master of Public Health, MPH, in epidemiology and public health, even going back many years, it's interesting to see that the uh, studies were broken down as follows. Principles and methods of epidemiology. Chapter two, communicable diseases. That would be what we see now. Chronic diseases, occupational environmental health, mental health, community medicine, healthcare delivery systems. So it was broken down accordingly even then. Now, notice the difference between the study of epidemics and communicable diseases and chronic diseases. The reason we were caught off guard is that we were lectured by the dunces in the public health world for years now, for over 40 years, that in America and the Western world, communicable diseases were largely solved. They were largely controlled. That we should only concentrate on chronic diseases, such as heart disease, cancer, diabetes, Alzheimer's disease. In other words, the ads you see on Fox News around the clock. Uh, But the communicable diseases were said to have been controlled by the Fauci's of our time. We didn't have to worry about them. So nobody worried about them. Nobody even looked at them anymore. And no one looked at any of them. Nobody looked at the past history of communicable diseases. Nobody looked at these infections. Nobody looked at chickenpox. Nobody looked at rubella. Nobody looked at these diseases because they were thought to be under control owing to vaccines. And as a result, we got caught with a Pearl Harbor. We didn't even look at typhus fever anymore. We were told it was controlled or it could be controlled with antibiotics. That was the common parlance in the public health community. And now we see what a blunder it really has been. The greatest public health blunder in world history. Now, if you'd like to look at my website with me, let's go there together. I had it reformatted uh, over the... uh, I did it over the weekend. I had the guys that work with me, the guys, nice people, lady, men, men, lady, whoever (laughs) works on michaelsavage.com. I know that people are going on websites more than ever to get the updated information. So what we did on my little website, michaelsavage.com, 
is increase the number of pictures and stories. I always use pictures because I grew up in New York City reading the New York Daily News, the New York Post, which were picture newspapers. And I like pictures. You know, a picture is worth a thousand words. So I've not changed the format. And we have many more stories on there now. And the headlines are as follows on michaelsavage.com. I tried to warn President Trump in Trump's war on 317. CDC and NIH corrupted. And actually, I, I took a screenshot of my book, Trump's War. Don't get mad at me. It's, uh, pardon me for being a genius who writes many books. I, I, should I apologize for that as well? Because you haven't written the book that's published. I shouldn't write one. Well, back on page 188 of Trump's War, I had a heading called Clean Up the NIH and CDC. And here's what I wrote. Please pay attention. Please. In 2015, during one of Donald Trump's many appearances on my radio show, The Savage Nation, that's 2015 for those of you who think I'm a Johnny come lately like the others, I rhetorically offered to head up the National Institutes of Health if Trump won. Here's what I said. When you become president, this is in 2015, while others were backing Ted Cruz and calling you Trumpers, Trumpeteers, Trumpettes, you know, the bootlickers of today, the ones who think they're going to be the attorney general tomorrow. I said to him in 2015, when you become president, I want you to consider appointing me to head up the NIH. I will make sure that America has real science and real medicine again in this country because I know the corruption. I know how to clean it up and I know how to make real research work again. Donald Trump replied very positively as followed. He said, and he said it on this show, we have the soundbite. You know, you'd get common sense if that were the case, because I hear so much about the NIH and it's terrible, unquote. It was just two like-minded people talking about the abysmal lack of real science being done at the agency, which has been completely politicized, just like the CDC. Neither of us considered it a serious proposition, but the liberal media went berserk, excoriating Trump for even considering such a deplorable right-winger as Michael Savage to head up their sacred agency. But in truth, I would bring a lot of common sense to the agency, along with a lot of pink slips, if it were under my direction. But as I've said many times, I'm not cut out, I'm not cut out to be a bureaucrat. I am a writer, a thinker, and a radio talk show host. That is where I belong, and that is where I intend to stay. Nevertheless, Trump needs someone in that job who would approach the agency the same way I would, as a scientist by training, interested in public health first and foremost. He needs to clean house there and at the CDC, which has falsified scientific data for Obama's entire term to hide how destructive his immigration policies have been. I go on, which you can read for yourself. It was a number one New York Times bestseller, Trump's War, clean up the NIH and CDC. And Jim, you have the soundbite, Robert, rather. Can we hear that one if it's short? I just want to hear this one. Now, remember, this is Donald Trump and I in 2015. Let's listen, please. You know, we have such corruption right now in science itself that there's virtually almost no real honest science anymore. And the best evidence I have for that is the fake global warming research. Almost every study comes out that's warped. It's all corrupt. Again, Donald, I'm going to put it out because I keep saying it because people are hearing it. When you become president, I want you to consider appointing me to the head of the NIH. I will make sure that America has real science and real medicine again in this country because I know the corruption. I know how to clean it up. And I know how to make real research work again. I think that's great. And I think that, frankly... No, I would leave radio for that. Donald, I would take a cut in pay that would be astronomical, but I would do it for this country. You could pay me a dollar a year and I would do it just to make sure we have real science and medicine. Well, you know, you'd get common sense if that were the case. That I can tell you because I hear so yes. much about the NIH and it's terrible. That was in 2015. That was in 2015. While the geniuses who now claim to be great supporters of the president, who were stabbing him in the back right through the election, backing other candidates, calling him a buffoon, calling you people names, who are now the greatest friend of the president. All right, I understand. People go which way the wind blows. But remember this. In this case, I am the wind. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Listen. We're in weird times. What if a medical emergency arises? Are you really prepared? 
Everyone says, oh, it'll never happen to me, but it can when you least expect it. In a medical emergency, Air MedCare Network providers can transport you or a family member to the nearest hospital, and if you're a member, you'll see no out-of-pocket costs related to your air flight. That's right. You won't pay a dime when transported by an AMCN provider. You should know health insurance may not cover the full cost of emergency medical transport. And even with comprehensive coverage, you could still get hit with substantial deductibles and co-pays. Pay attention. Sign up for an Air MedCare Network membership. AMCN is the largest air ambulance membership network with more than 3 million members, including me. You heard me right. This costs as little as $85 for your entire household and protects you whether you're at home or traveling. For $85, can you afford not to have this? Right now, as part of The Savage Nation, you'll get up to a $50 gift card when you join AMCN. Please, for the sake of yourself and your family, go to the special website, airmedcarenetwork.com slash savage, and use code savage. It's simple. airmedcarenetwork.com slash savage, and then use code savage. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. We are talking about the greatest public health blunder in world history, and frankly, who will pay for it is the question. The president was misled. You could say, well, it's his fault because he's the president, he's the chief executive, he should have known better. You're wrong. You're wrong. When you have people who you are told are the best and brightest in science and medicine, and it turns out that they're nothing but fronts and hacks who should have been retired 30 years ago, the scarf lady doesn't even have a medical degree anymore. It lapsed. Fauci. Fauci's been around for over 40 years. How does a man maintain a bureaucratic position for 40 years? I'd like to know. I'd like to know how he has kept his job for over 40 years. Do you realize Fauci is the swamp? We heard Trump was going to clean the swamp. I tried to warn him in 2015. You have the swamp, NIH. I knew how bad it was. The CDC, I knew, was a useless organization by and large. Now, in these organizations, you have some first-rate people. It's like police the street cops are usually the best the people who are on top of them are usually the worst look at san francisco what happened here the street cops in san francisco are great people the chiefs are usually just political hacks who undermine the police every day of the week and take the side of the criminal it's the same inside these large bureaucracies like the cdc and the nih the greatest public health blunder in world history. Fauci stabbed Trump in the back. He's not long for the job. He should have been fired before he was hired. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Dr. Slouchy remains the darling of the left-wing media. Yes, Dr. Slouchy was seen over the weekend going on Andy Blooper's show, another genius, and literally fist bumping Andy Blooper and saying, right on, brother. Two old, I, I should say two antique hippies. How could Dr. Slouchy fist bump Andy Cooper like they're doing something fabulous together? Uh, and what are they doing together, Andy Blooper and, and Dr. Slouchy? Well, what they're doing is uh, destroying democracy while destroying the economy. That's what they're doing. They claim they're fighting to uh, stop the spread of the coronavirus. However, in the name of social distancing, they have decimated democracy. But they're not alone. All the petty bureaucrats, elections postponed, deliberation and debate eliminated, checks and balances out the window. Has anyone be- can anyone believe the speed and breadth with which this has occurred? How did this happen so fast? No epidemic in human history has brought about such a rapid loss 
of individual rights and freedoms. Never have we seen emergency declarations and government decision-making without debate passed so quickly. And do you actually think these so-called leaders are going to give up the powers they've accrued when the virus eventually subsides? You gave up your civil rights. You gave up your liberties without so much as a protest. All the way back to January, I was doing podcasts on this subject. I'm very sensitive to civil liberties issues. Go all the way back. Look at my podcasts. I'm not looking for a a reward. I don't need a halo. But I need you to understand who you're listening to here. You have to understand that some people know more than others. You have to understand that there are true thought leaders in the world. And I am one of them. And I warned you what these left-wing fanatics would do to this country. Look at what the Pope, the Leninist Pope, is doing now. One of the worst people in the history of the Catholic Church, this bouncer, Francis, is now calling for, quote, structural change and telling activists, meaning communists, to take advantage of the coronavirus crisis in an Easter letter. Could you believe this? On many issues, I'd like to remind you I was right on some I am wrong. When I'm wrong, I admit I'm wrong. When I'm right, I admit I'm right. But this country can't take this anymore. You talk about herd immunity? How about the herd mentality in the United States of America today? Would you believe the nation would give up its liberty without so much as a shot being fired? All your life you've been told to worry about the Russians or to worry about the Chinese or to worry about some foreign power that would come and take away your liberties. But you gave it up without so much as a voice of protest. Why did you do that? Why did you not raise your voice when I alone was raising my voice, saying, not so fast, Governor Newsom, not so fast, fast, Governor Cuomo? I was saying, do not do this to the entire state. Cuomo, of course, should have locked down portions of New York City, but not imprisoned all of New York State. There are counties in upper New York State that have very low or no cases of covid Common sense would have said you don't close down an entire state nor an entire nation. And by the way, Trump has resisted the call to close down the whole nation. The communists, who you call Democrats, have been faulting the president because he wouldn't close down the entire nation. To his credit, his instincts are 100% correct. I want to know whether any of these people will go to prison for having stolen our liberties or even be thrown out of office. You want to know my gut feeling? The answer is no to both questions because you the sheeple don't know any better play the sheeple sound robert it used to be an old staple of the savage nation let's play it again the sheeple sound is really called for today on the program to lighten things up and show people what they become can you find sheeple somewhere the bad one there you go poor thing poor thing i always feel bad for the animal now i do i mean i still feed my seagulls and all of that I'm starting to hear the birds more carefully. Boy, you listen to the bird songs in spring. Boy, they're really loud now. They're really loud now. Starving rats are resorting to war and cannibalism to survive coronavirus lockdown. Because you're locked down, there's no garbage for them to eat. So they're fighting each other and killing each other, the rats. Because they don't have you to feed, you know, to leave garbage around. Chloroquine study called off after irregular heartbeats detected in patients. Did I not caution you? Did I not tell you the studies have shown that it has an effect upon the heart, but you didn't want to listen to me. Instead, you wanted to listen to a radio buffoon or a TV clown who was telling you chloroquine, chloroquine and zinc, chloroquine and zinc. He had to read the teleprompter to say the word chloroquine, the television clown who caused more deaths than anyone else in the history of this epidemic. Chloroquine, chloroquine and zinc. I was warning you not so fast, but you didn't want to believe me. You called me names. But some know more than others. I'm one of those who know more than others in this case. And what else is going to go on right now? Well, our bees are dying. Did you know that? Here's an interesting story on michaelsavage.com. Gun shops can sell firearms from parking lots and offer drive through services during COVID-19 pandemic, says the Justice Department. You say, well, that's a good thing. 
Gun shops can sell firearms from parking lots and offer drive through services. That's a good thing, you say. Wrong. I know a man who was a gun dealer, a licensed federal arms dealer. He says it's a bad thing. He said now the gangs and the criminals will buy firearms and ammunition in parking lots. Did you know that? So you see, you got to look carefully right now to see what's going on. Speaking of firearms, I had to requalify for a certain permit on Saturday morning. And I got up early and I went out to the range. And um, I was really good at the shooting. And the instructor, great guy, says to me after I'm through, and he's qualified me before over the last number of years, every two years after we knew the permit. He says, my God, Michael, he said, your illness of December really made you a better shooter. What happened? I, he said, whatever happened to you in December made you a dead eye shot. How, how is that working? I said, well, maybe it's my, I kind of think it's my last permit. I got to be really good at it. You know, it's funny. My focus was better at the range. I was able to tunnel vision. I could screen out everyone else. And we were out 20 feet apart. There was a guy on my left, guy on my right, 20 feet apart. But I was able to like, so tunnel vision, that's that, that target. But you know, so I'm going to give you one of the trick about shooting just for a minute that I picked up on my own. He said, why do you think you're so sh- shooting so well? I said, you know, I changed my stance. I used to stand with my feet left to right. You know, the hands in front. We all know about hand over hand. Everyone knows that. And most of us will put our feet left to right, right? No, wrong. I put my right foot back about a half a foot to a foot, creating a tripod, and my accuracy went up. Just a little note, a little side note. You know, everyone has to find their own method of being accurate with a, with a handgun, incidentally. It's not one size fits all. Our skeletal structure is different. Our muscular structure is different. Okay, our breathing is different. So don't try to do a cookie cutter uh, method of using your handgun to be accurate. And it's the same thing with the virus treatment. Dr. Slouchy is, a, is a, maybe a beta at top. He's no alpha. He never was an alpha. He's a pharmacist's assistant who went to a very good medical school and then got ensconced in the bureaucracy right from the beginning. Dr. Slouchy has been a politician for over 40 years, not really a scientist. And Dr. Slouchy is using a one-size-fits-all approach to this epidemic. Lock everyone down. Don't vote. Keep the kids out of school. Dr. Slouchy is an idiot. I don't care what medical school he went to. He's, he's half senile at age 80. Dr. Slouchy should be fired yesterday. Dr. Slouchy should have been fired before he was hired. I tried to warn Donald Trump in 2015. Did you just hear the soundbite? Please don't go over my words. I played the soundbite. Now, again, one side note before I take your wonderful calls here at 855-400-SAVAGE. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great, by the way, because Israel is opening up with a strategy very much along the lines of what I called for, which they're calling rolling openings or whatever. I put it another way. I said selective quarantines since February. What did I mean by selective quarantines? I sent it by email to the president through higher up officials who read my emails. I said, don't close down whole states, selective quarantines. And what did I mean by that? I gave it on the show. I said, pick the most at-risk communities and quarantine them. What did I mean by at-risk communities? The homeless, number one. The number one epicenter would be found in the homeless communities, but you're never going to read that anywhere. You will never, ever read that anywhere because the uh, incompetence, at the CDC and NIH will not fund any such study. They will not let you selectively look at where the epidemic in America, and I call it an epidemic because in America it's an epidemic, in the world it's a pandemic. In America, they're not allowed to look at selective communities as to where the epidemic is breaking out. But it's funny to me that African-American and uh, some communists are now claiming it's racist because we're seeing larger clusters amongst certain minority groups. Do they not realize what they're actually saying? Do they not comprehend what they're actually saying by that? But someone gave it to them? I mean, try to use common sense and you'll figure out why the clusters are higher in certain communities amongst the homeless. You can see why. No hygiene, drug addiction, alcoholism, living in the gutter, 
whether it's by design or by accident, that's where epidemics break out. They should have been quarantined first. Then you have all of the immune compromised people. Sad to say, many of us are wonderful, upstanding citizens who are immune compromised. Then you have the people over a certain age. And I'm in that category. I should have been quarantined. I I admit it. I mean, if you want to look at it that way. In fact, I was shaving last night and I almost shaved off my beard and mustache, which I've had since I'm 20 years old, with one exception. You know why I almost shaved it off? People avoid me in the super. I see them like dodge me when I walk down the aisle. They see a gray beard coming at them and they literally they jump out of the way like I'm a leper. What should I do? Wear a damn bell? Maybe I should wear a bell because I'm over 60. I said, maybe I should cut off the beard. They're liable to start stoning me to death in the streets here. These little stupid suburbanites that I live around. The stupid women running around with, with masks over their nose. All of these conformists. Masks, uh, uh, bandanas. They think they're at a Halloween party. Why are they wearing bandanas in the street of a suburb? It's not in the air here in the suburb. They're so stupid. It's frightening. I have to remind myself they're just ordinary people. They don't know what to do. They're scared. They've been panicked by Dr. Slouchy and Anderson uh, Blooper. Dr. Slouchy and Anderson Blooper have panicked the entire nation. There should be a COVID prison for them. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Uh, Obergruppenführer, Herr Dr. Slouchy. Jawohl, Obergruppenführer. We may go back to work shortly. Obergruppenführer Fauci will soon let you go back to your little job. Yes, thank you, Obergruppenführer. You and Andy Blooper, thank you very much. All right, my friends, to stay in touch with me, Michael Savage, now and in the future, be sure to visit michaelsavage.com and bookmark michaelsavage.com. It's the one-stop place where you can stay in touch with me. That is the portal to me, all things savage at michaelsavage.com. By the way, you can link up to the current uh, podcasts right on my website. You go there and click on it. That's the end of that. Or go to, you know, the Google and Apple, all that sort of stuff. Good people. They're doing what everyone needs in the, in the podcast world. They control the business. But here we are, the greatest public health blunder in world history. And we're all suddenly coming to understand that we've been hoodwinked by the petty, mad, stupid bureaucrats who will never, ever give up the power they've taken away from us. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Spans of the spoken word. Welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Warning. The Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. The greatest public health blunder in world history, and there will be no punishment whatsoever. Welcome to The Savage Nation. Had they paid attention to me a PhD epidemiologist, right from the beginning of this disaster, this nation would not have lost its constitution and its economy. I've been calling for selective quarantines all the way back to that time. Now we see that mindless power-mad bureaucrats like Dr. Slouchy suddenly saying they were going to do selective reopenings, rolling reopenings. Will they pay for this blunder? Why are these officials not forced to pay for their great blunder? Or are they so ignorant of the actual facts of the epidemic that in a panic, they lock down entire states, imprisoning entire populations? This is an example of public health affirmative action. Either they did this knowingly or unknowingly. Knowingly, meaning they did it because they didn't want to be seen as discriminating or racist to the largely minority communities in the urban population centers. It made no sense to close down all of these states when everyone knows The disease is still largely clustered in the big cities of New York 
and of course, Los Angeles, Chicago, Seattle, and other major urban centers. I said largely clustered, and yet the governors took advantage of the power vacuum and closed down the entire state, stealing our democracy. The demonic and power-mad petty bureaucrats made all of us suffer. This is the greatest public health blunder in world history. We are slowly coming to understand that this epidemic in some ways is no different than others. It is largely clustered in highly dense population centers, as have all epidemics have been throughout world history. This is the Savage Nation. If you care to call me, the phone number is 855-400-SAVAGE, 855-400-7282. Now, here's a story that is tough for me to read, but I need to read it. Just came out. Virginia pastor who defiantly held church service dies of coronavirus. Virginia pastor who defiantly held church service dies of coronavirus. He practiced what he preached, then he died of corona. An evangelical pastor died of COVID-19 just weeks after proudly showing off how packed his Virginia church was and vowing to keep preaching unless I'm in jail or the hospital. So he got his congregation at Richmond's New Deliverance Evangelistic Church to stand to prove how many were there despite warnings against gatherings of more than 10 people. He said, I firmly believe that God is larger than this dreaded virus. You can quote me on that. Well, he's dead now. He said, repeating it a second time to collapse, saying that people are healed in his church, happily announcing that he was being controversial by being in violation of safety protocols with, quote, way more than 10 people at the church. He vowed to keep his church open unless I'm in jail or the hospital. I am essentially, said a remaining open, adding, I'm a preacher. I talk to God. Yeah, I talk to God. On Sunday, his church announced with an exceedingly sorrowful and heavy heart that the pastor had died a week after being diagnosed with COVID-19. His wife is also sick with the bug, with church members offering their prayers. Their daughter told a local station that her father initially dismissed the symptoms because he has a condition that often leads to fevers and infections. All right, so he had an underlying condition. That's interesting. She is now urging everyone to stay home. Well, I don't want to read anymore what the daughter now has to say. Uh, It's sad to see that this happened. It's very sad to see. But it's not, uh, not unexpected. The man has underlying medical problems, right, Uh, that led to fevers and infections. And he holds a church service like a dummy and says God is bigger than the virus, which is stupid. How many years have I said to you, microbes do not discriminate? How many years have I been preaching at 40? Microbes do not discriminate. I've been saying that since the AIDS epidemic. Microbes do not discriminate. And now we come to the greatest public health blunder in world history. Mistakes were made all around. And, of course, there will be hell to pay for this, hopefully at the ballot box. But I kind of doubt it. The phone number is 855-400-SAVAGE, 855-400-7282. Let me read you some of the headlines that I haven't yet gotten to. They're all on michaelsavage.com. The pandemic will lead to social revolutions. That's correct. That is correct. Unrest is growing around the world. Not only because authoritarian governments are forcing their populations into lockdowns, but because uh, even our government has forced us into lockdowns, mainly in Democrat-controlled autocracies. People are freaking out. And one way or another, these pressures will erupt. Another story from The Independent. I ran to begin reopening for business despite warning. So Iran is freer than we are. Isn't that ironic? That a fascist, an Islamo-fascist nation of Iran, like Iran, is easing a nationwide shutdown? Are you listening to me? And yet we're all here cowering under the whip of Dr. Slouchy and the scoff lady. Two flops and failures in the history of the world. Iran is freer than we are. Israel, Barilan researchers offer exit strategy for coronavirus lockdown. Well, we know what that is. We know exactly what that is. Alternating lockdowns. And I can give you the details, but I don't want to bore you with them. That's what we should have done from the beginning. I've been um, emailing governors whose emails I may have. I've been emailing the White House, which access I may have. But apparently it's been falling on deaf ears. Apparently they're only listening to Dr. Slouchy and the scoff lady. I don't understand how the scoff gets so much power. 
I know the scar, the scarf lady type. They're all over uh, Marin County. That kind of busybody, social controlling scarf lady. I, I've seen them since the fifth grade. They've tried to control me. The ones who always tell you what to do. The nanny state ladies, Dr. S- Dr. Uh, scarf, along with her little uh, her usher there, Dr. Slouchy, the pharmacist assistant. No, I'm telling you, they got it all wrong. They got it all wrong. The whole thing was wrong. What is an epidemiologist? I know a little bit about it. What they do is they study data and come to conclusions. That's all well and good. But if you lack common sense, you come to the wrong conclusions. Because numbers will mislead you unless you also apply common sense. And these bull weevils in the bureaucracies of the NIH and CDC have little common sense. All they know how to do is stab each other in the back to get ahead within these giant bureaucracies. That's how academia works. That's how government works. The academics, the government workers spend almost all of their time conspiring to defeat the other person to take their job. Ask anyone who works there. They know I'm right. And while we're talking about bureaucracies, Pelosi, the criminal, is still trying to get another $2 trillion in order to pay off her crony. It's sickening, by the way. Watch that woman so naked. She wants a billion dollars to bail out the corrupt, antiquated postal service? I got to tell you something. I got a postal guy. He comes around 530 to deliver mail in a house I live in. Even in the middle of this, he's delivering at 530. Why is he doing it with the pith helmet? Why? Because he's getting overtime. Then I see the stinking truck on Saturday delivering mail. Why is he delivering mail on Saturday? Overtime. All they're doing is building up their pension so they can move back to the home country and take the pension back with them. It's sickening to watch. I would shut the postal service down. It's about as important as the telegraph service. I kind of went out with the telegraph. Anyone who really needs mail delivered uses FedEx or one of the other overnight services. But of course, if you receive a government check or something you want to throw in the garbage, it comes by the U.S. Postal Service. No, I'm sorry, it's antiquated, as are their trucks. The U.S. Postal Service is as antiquated as their trucks are, which are gross polluters. I'm Michael Savage, and I agree with my monologue. Wait, well, let me hit the bell here. I have the cowbell. I have the drums and the cowbells here. Got to wake you up out there. Are you listening to any of this stuff? Savage Nation here trying to wake you up uh, one day at a time. Remember, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts, according to Dr. Aristotle, who warned us about people like uh, these small-minded bureaucrats. What do I mean by the sum is greater than the, whole, than the sum of the parts? What do I mean by that? It applies directly to what I'm trying to say. When I say the whole is greater than the sum of its parts, what I'm saying to you is this. It's really quite simple. Uh, you get these bureaucrats like Dr. Slouchy or the scarf lady. They look at these models that they created, or they have other people with computer programs that they create the models, and then they make decisions based upon this part of the whole, but they don't see the big picture because they have no common sense. They do not have common sense. That's what distinguishes me from them. And if you doubt me, listen to what Donald Trump said about common sense way back. I think we have to play that again. Can we play that one again? You know, we have such corruption right now in science itself that there's virtually almost no real honest science anymore. And the best evidence I have for that is the fake global warming research. Almost every study comes out that's warped. It's all corrupt. Again, Donald, I'm going to put it out because I keep saying it because people are hearing it. When you become president, I want you to consider appointing me to the head of the NIH. I will make sure that America has real science and real medicine again in this country because I know the corruption. I know how to clean it up, and I know how to make real research work again. I think that's great, and I think that, frankly... No, I would leave radio for that. Donald, I would take a cut in pay that would be astronomical, but I would do it for this country. You could pay me a dollar a year, and I would do it just to make sure we have real science and medicine. Well, you know you'd get common sense if that were the case, that I can tell you, because I hear so much about the NIH, and it's terrible. What year was that? 2015. While your other favorite uh, favorite talk show hosts were putting down Donald Trump, calling you uh, names like Trumpers, Trumpeteers, Trumpettes. Well, okay, they grew up and they learned. Everyone changes according to which way the wind is blowing. But as I said earlier, I am the wind. In this case, I am the wind. I don't need to follow anybody else. I don't need to see what they're saying on this site, that site. 
I know more about this than most people in this country right now, and I know more about it from the beginning. And unfortunately, I haven't been listened to. And it's unfortunate for the whole nation. We're all suffering. We're all suffering because, again, I'll repeat the saying that you maybe learned in college. The, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. That was written by Aristotle thousands of years ago, one of the great Greek, Greek philosophers. And so when you have narrow-minded people of limited learning, uh, in the bureaucracies like Dr. Slouchy and the Scoff, they only give you the part of the picture and then they base, uh, decisions are based upon Slouchy's little tiny data points. But you have to look at the whole picture to make a decision. Unfortunately, we have not let that happen. This is the Savage Nation, 855-407-282. Now I have Dunces calling saying lockdown is necessary. And the politicians are right. These are the stooges who work in government. These are the ones who would have been very happy working for Benito Mussolini. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Look, I don't have to be right about everything to be right about the big things. And I'm right about the big things here. I'm looking up the Paul Revere Society, which I created in 1994 when I first started in radio. Many of you still hold your cards your little Paul Revere Society membership cards. Do you know that one of the points that I raised when I first formed the Paul Revere Society about borders, language, and culture? Point five was require health tests for all recent foreign-born, uh, Im- require health tests for all recent foreign-born. I also said, and it doesn't appear anymore, but I did say it, resist a mandatory AIDS vaccine when I first created this organization. And I'll tell you right here, and I'll tell you right now, when Dr. Slouchy, along with the Gates Foundation, along with Big Pharma, rolls out what they say is a vaccine that we all must take, I will resist. I will sue the government, and I will win based on a constitutional power that all of us have. They will never inject me with their poison. Never. First of all, vaccines against viruses are notoriously ineffective, at most 50% effective. If you, all, if you look at the vaccinations against the flu, which I refuse to take all these years, I have friends who take them. They've never gotten sick. Others have taken them and gotten violently sick. I refuse to take them because the, um, the uh, flu vaccines are designed based upon last year's variant of the influenza virus that was uh, in, in currency. It's not based upon the current one, usually. How do you think the coronavirus vaccine will ever be effective when the virus is continuously adapting and mutating? It's almost impossible to predict it would have any high degree of efficacy. And I'm telling you right now, this is going to become a showdown in this country because they have seen, by the way, how quickly we've rolled over to their fascism. Without firing a shot, without sending out police to our doors, they've turned us into prisoners. They've destroyed our businesses. They've destroyed our uh, lives. They've taken our children out of schools. And that is because once they get power and they see how quickly, how quickly we the people have rolled over to their surveillance, their tracking, the powers that they stole without firing a shot. They are unstoppable right now. The speed and breadth of the transformation is very unsettling. The responses to the global health threat, while, let us say, responsible in some ways and required in others, lead to other questions, which is how readily leaders will give up the powers they've accrued when this virus eventually subsides. What happened to our civil rights and liberties? When? Tell me when uh, we're going to get them back. Who gave Governor Cuomo the power to imprison all of us in our houses? Freedom of movement, freedom of dissent, gone overnight. He gets up there and he gives meatball stories about his alleged fake childhood with his father, the other Cuomo. How he loved his sausage and peppers on a Sunday. You believe a word of that? Governor Corleone, Senator Corleone will get their pop. 
We'll get there, Pop. We didn't have the time. President Corleone. We'll get there, Pop. We didn't have the time. It's not just the despots and the illiberals who have done this to us. We have all done it to us. We are the enemy by having given in to them. Michael Savage, a host like no other. I want to talk about the death of our democracy, which may never, ever come back to life again. And if you think I'm alone in this, you are mistaken. What about the election? What's going to happen then? Do you know that during the influenza epidemic of 1918, during the Spanish influenza, which swept the West, midterm elections, limited public appearances uh, by candidates in favor of campaigning via news release in the U.S. mail, many uh, candidates were unable to make a speech. Now, the election was held as scheduled. But listen to this. Those who voted during the Spanish influenza did so at their own risk and at a very high cost. Kristen Watkins, an administrator at Pikes Peak Community College in Colorado, who has a doctorate in the history of infectious disease, diseases and public health, said every time they opened the polls, a lot more people died afterward. Democracy held up, though it was wobbly, but upon the back of democracy came the lives of thousands of people. But was it worth it? What about here in the United States? More than a dozen U.S. states have delayed their primaries. Naturally, it was the Democrats doing it because they are all crypto fascists to begin with. Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers sought to delay his state's vote on Tuesday. But thank God Republican lawmakers filed a legal challenge and the Wisconsin Supreme Court ruled that he could not. What happened was the vote proceeded with voters in line uh, six feet apart and poll workers handing out masks. In other countries, pure fascism or authoritarianism uh, have emerged. Protests are now criminalized by autocrats around the country. You hear this? Protests are now dead. Think about that. Think about that. Just try to think about how democracy is dying or is dead altogether because of the drastic measures that these petty bureaucrats uh, have taken upon themselves. Douglas Rutzen, president of the Washington-based International Center for -for Not-for-Profit Law, said COVID-19, the disease caused by the coronavirus, is not only a public health crisis, it is also a political crisis. He said governments around the world are assembling emergency powers they will be reluctant to relinquish, and over time, emergency powers seep into the fabric of society. Let me give you some examples. Let's go back to the 9-11 attacks. Remember what they did? They led to emergency measures on the bush. That persists to this day. Need I remind you that uh, Guantanamo Bay Detention Center is still open? Need I remind you that targeted drone killings approved by Bush continue? Need I remind you that under the Patriot Act, mass surveillance is still possible? These were all temporary measures introduced after the 9-11 attacks. And you have not yet seen what these demonic left-wing governors and others will do in the name of protecting your health. You should be very anxious indeed. As uh, Vlasek, the president of Poland or Slovakia said, it doesn't take the despots and the illiberals of this world like Orban to wreak damage. He said we need to make sure that we don't go a single inch further than absolutely necessary in curtailing civil liberties in the name of fighting for public health. You hear that? When have you heard that discussion taking place. When have you heard Dr. Slouchy talk about his fear that we have dissolved civil liberties in the name of fighting for public health? When have you heard the scarf lady show any concern about uh, dissolving our civil liberties? The answer is never, because these petty bureaucrats have never had it so good. These obscure nobodies from the back wards of the NIH and the CDC These obscure nobodies are now center stage. So let's go back to Dr. Slouchy on January 21st, 2020. He was now considered the most trusted man in America to the least trusted people in the world, the news media. Here is the most trusted man in the media. Uh, Here's Dr. Slouchy on January 21st, 2020. Let's listen. 
obviously you need to take it seriously and do the kinds of things that the CDC and the Department of Homeland Security are doing. But this is not a major threat for the people in the United States. And this is not something that the citizens of the United States right now should be worried about. That was the um, pharmacy delivery boy who grew up and got a medical degree at Cornell and then went on to an undistinguished bull weevil career. I don't know how he survived 40 some odd years in the NIH. Can anyone explain that to me? Is there a career dip- uh, bureaucrat listening to this show somewhere in America who can tell me that I'm not wrong? I, I'm wrong, rather? How do you keep a government job for over 40 years? Something here is wrong. Usually they retire then after a certain point. The guy's almost 80 years old. And he was a complete failure during the AIDS epidemic. He's ha- he has an undistinguished decre- career in the NIH. And now he's God because of Anderson Blooper, another schmuck. Here he is in clip four, his Dr. Slouchy again, telling us not to worry in clip four. I don't think people should be frightened. I mean, uh, the, the risk right now, today, currently, is really relatively low for the American public. Don't worry about it. Be more concerned about influenza than coronavirus. People wearing masks now is just not relevant. You don't need to be walking around with a mask right now. There is no need to change anything that you're doing on a day-by-day basis. Right now, the risk to Americans is really low. You should not be afraid at all of getting on a plane and going to the Super Bowl. If you want to fly to the Super Bowl, have fun. It's not a risk. Now, in a normal society, be put in prison for this. You know, some some things I carry around with me for my entire life, like certain knowledge that I gain, you carry, right? Certain sayings you can learn from your father or a trusted uh, person in your family, a priest, a doctor, a rabbi, a mother, a father, a grandfather. And you use them in your head and you carry them around, right? Certain things I remember. And what this guy is doing reminds me of something I learned in the early 1980s. In France, a health commissioner who I think oversaw the production of uh, vaccines. I'm not 100% sure on the exact situation. And then a vaccine came out with killed thousands of Frenchmen. That minister of health was put in prison in France because they take their civil liberties very seriously in France. The French also hold their bureaucrats uh, feet to the fire. They don't let them get away with murder. And here's Dr. Flouchy or Slouchy who got away with murder. Here, Dr. Slouchy told you not to worry, go out, go to a ball game. Uh, don't wear a mask. And now he's the expert on don't go to a ball game and do wear a mask. So when was he wrong, then or now? Does he know what the hell he's talking about, the pharmacist delivery boy from Brooklyn? He has to pay for this. Not only should Trump fire him, they should, tr- they should charge him with a crime against humanity, which is, by the way, what's, what's over this. The only way to get bureaucrats in line is to actually hold them accountable, bring them before a court, and charge them with crimes. This is what has to happen. I'm telling you, you're going to lose your... Not only would you lose it, you already lost it. You'll never get it back is what I'm trying to say. You know, I wake up every day and I look out and I say, is this real? I don't know if I'm alone, Jim. Do you have that feeling sometimes? Do you wake up and look out and say, is this actually happening? Is this real? Never mind the empty roads. I said, no one's working. People are dazed walking in the streets. Like in the suburbs, they, they march around the white people in the, in, the, in the roadway, not even on the sidewalks. Marching around with the dogs on a 20-foot lead. Like, and they look at you if you go by with a car like you're committing some crime against COVID. That you should be in COVID prison for driving a car. Then the stupid women walking around with the scarves over their noses in the suburbs. What is that about? The virus isn't in the air. They're like crazy people. These are the same idiots who tell you that the world, before all this started, they were sure the world was going to come to an end. And a neighbor told me he was worried that the, the uh, sea, sea level was going to rise and he was going to sell his house before it rose too high. And a normally intelligent man had been brainwashed by Anderson Blooper and the fools in the media. They're now being brainwashed uh, to wear scarves like they're at a Halloween party. They look like banditos running around the streets, like they're just going to hold up a bank or a post office and, and with a scarf over their nose. I never saw such foolishness. But then I say to myself, don't get mad at them. They're not educated in, in regard to illness and disease, and they're scared. Blame instead the media. Blame instead 
Flouchy, Dr. Slouchy, and Dr. Scoff. That Dr. Scoff is some piece of work, man. If you ever saw the connectivity between Dr. Scoff, George Soros, Bill Gates, you want me to go down the list for you? Do you know who these people actually are? Do you know what they've actually been doing all of these years? Oh, the picture is still there. Bingo. On michaelsavage.com, between our bees are dying in the middle of the page and fears of Wild West as COVID-19 antibody tests hit the market, there's a picture, photos, image surfaces of Dr. Slouchy with George Soros, Bill Gates Sr., David Rockefeller, and more. you got to look at this picture. You're not going to believe the connectivity. He's a picture with uh, Slouchy. There's Judy uh, Woodruff, one of the worst liars in the history of the media. Why was she on PBS? Why hasn't, fun, why hasn't Trump defunded PBS? I keep asking myself over and over again. Why? Why is the Communist Broadcasting Service still operating with taxpayer money? Well, there she is, Judy Woodruff. Uh, on the right are some other media figures. There's Barbara Walters, another prize liar. But there's George Soros. There's David Rockefeller. There's Slouchy. There's Woodruff. Bill Gates Sr., and they're all uh, in one happy family. Dr. Fauci has been called a fraud by Representative Ron Paul last week. Dr. Paul called for the firing of Dr. Slouchy last week. Ron Paul, a retired doctor, ran three times for president during his decades in politics, also called Dr. Slouchy a fraud. And he encouraged Americans to quit listening to him, yet Trump has not yet fired him. It's long overdue that not only is Slouchy fired and Scoff Lady fired, but they should be held up on for crimes against humanity for making errors and lying to the people. Meanwhile, surveillance thrives. An army of surveillers are watching you. Watching you. Just watching you. The emails, the phone calls, the movements. Uh, my friends, would you ever get your freedoms back? In, history, in the history of this country, would you ever get your freedom back? Do you realize how the fear factor has been used by these devious left-wing politicians to steal your freedoms? Are you aware that obesity is the single biggest factor in New York hospitalizations? Are you aware that the largest majority of individuals who are succumbing to COVID have not only underlying conditions, but also are either obese or have uh, other immune compromising health problems? Does that mean that the rest of us are immune? Absolutely not. No, we have to take reasonable precautions. But it's long overdue that this lockdown madness that has been used in a one-size-fits-all form be ended immediately before there is no society to come back to. Let's take some calls. I haven't taken one call yet. Rick and Napa, line three. Go ahead, please. You're on the Savage Nation. Hi, Dr. Savage. Um, I was just wondering... What are the odds you think that this was done intentionally, that we were misled and, and panicked as a society intentionally for them to gain this power? Zero, zero, zero chance. And the proof of my zero chance opinion is based upon the sound bites I just played. Because there was slouchy right in the beginning saying the virus isn't a threat, not to worry about it, right? Don't change your lifestyle. So I don't think he was telling you to do that in order to get sick. I think that the guy is just stupid. Why do we think he's so smart? Why must we assume that Slouchy is so smart? He's just another government scientist who's been trapped behind uh, an office somewhere for 40 years. Do you think he's that smart? I don't. No, but there must be other scientists, you know, involved in the government that know it's not as high a mortality rate as they're trying to push. And it, and yet they're still pushing through all of these, you know, complete shutdowns of businesses and it, it, it almost seems yeah, it's long overdue that there are selective reopenings immediately. And I mean, yesterday, Governor Newsom has to step up to the plate. You know, if Governor Newsom has his eye on the White House, which he does, everyone knows that the way he could stand out from the pack is selectively reopening counties in Northern California, for example, that have zero or no cases of this disease. That's what he should do to show leadership instead of following uh, the other states. He should lead the other states. I thank you for the call. 
Home of borders, language, culture, the Savage Nation. I hope so. I, I can't guarantee it. I believe that if we have a good measured way of uh-huh. rolling into this steps towards normality that we hope by the time we get to November that we'll be able to do it in a way which is the standard way. However, and I don't want to be the pessimistic person, there is always a possibility as that as we get into next fall and the beginning of early winter that we could see a rebound. A rebound. So there's Dr. Slouchy speaking with full Godfather voice. We may. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. I don't know. Uh, Dr. Slouchy, will we have elections? I don't know yet. We'll have to see it. What, you want to punch in the face, sir? He's going into full Godfather voice there. Now we're going to ask the pharmacy delivery boy whether we can have an election or not. How did this happen that we have turned our entire democracy over to this unknown bureaucrat? How? How did this happen? By default, which goes back to the title of today's show, the greatest public health blunder in world history. And we're all coming to understand that the demonic and power mad petty bureaucrats have made everyone suffer. Who will pay for this blunder? Well, we're paying for it. Well, why is slouchy and other officials not forced to pay for their blunder? I've been calling for selective quarantines all the way back to January or February. Had they listened to me right from the beginning, this nation would not have lost its constitution and its economy. And now, Dr. Slouchy says, I don't know yet. We'll have to see whether or not they can vote yet. We don't know yet. I haven't heard from Big Pharma what they want to do. Once they let me know, you know what I mean? I'll get back to you. Now get out of here before I punch you in the face. Sir. That's the Savage Nation. If you want to hear the whole show, it's on the podcast today and every day. And to stay in touch with me now in the future, be sure to visit michaelsavage.com and bookmark michaelsavage.com. The Westwood One Podcast Network.